This is episode number 455 with number one New York Times bestselling author, Caesar Milan. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. I am so excited about this one. I've loved the dog whisperer for many years, and Cesar Milan is a hero to me for all that he's doing for not only pets, but also parents of pets. And for those that don't know who Cesar Milan is, he is the number one New York Times bestselling author, public speaker, and the internationally acclaimed star of Cesar 911, as well as the original Emmy nominated host of The Dog Whisperer. He brings more than 25 years of dog experience and his status as the most recognized and sought after authority in the field of dog care and rehabilitation directly to communities terrorized by unruly hounds. His newest show is called Caesar Milan's Dog Nation and it's on Nat Geo Wild. He's also got a new book out called Lessons from the Pack, Stories of the Dogs Who Changed My Life. Now, why do I get excited about Caesar Milan? Why am I so pumped for this? And why I've been trying to get Caesar on for the last couple of years, actually. For one, I believe leadership is everything. And leadership within ourselves is the most important thing. And if we cannot lead our personal lives, how are we going to be able to lead our partners, our family, our friends, and our pets, our dogs, right? And how many of us have dogs that seem to chew on everything, seem to go to the bathroom everywhere, never are obedient, are always kind of crazy all over the place, barking all the time and doing things that we don't want them to do. How many pet owners are there out there that has that challenge? I love watching Caesar because it's more about the way of being. It's the energy. It's how you show up. It's not necessarily the things you say or certain actions that you take. It's how you're being. It's who you're being in all areas of your life that determine whether something is going to have a great result or an average or poor result. It's your way of being. And in this interview, we talk about how to train confidence in human beings. Also, why humans need training more than dogs, how to have a loving relationships in all areas of your life. We actually talk a lot about relationships because it is a relationship world. Also, how dogs helped Caesar heal from his divorce, which I thought was powerful to learn about, and how to understand the psychology of a woman and how to be a great partner as a man. Ladies and gentlemen, I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. I'm super pumped about this. And before we dive in, I want to give a quick shout out. We had, I think, 30 reviews over on iTunes this last week. So I want to give a shout out to the review of the week from Ryan Evers. He said, while finishing my final year of college, I never thought I'd be double majoring. One from my university in business, but the other in greatness that I have been learning from Lewis House's podcast from the past handful of years. Having now listened to every one of his episodes, I can honestly say that I've learned so much valuable insights and wisdom from the diverse of individuals he has interviewed over the years. I started questioning why I spent so much money on my education because at times I feel like I'm learning more from his podcast than any lectures I've ever attended. If you have not subscribed to his podcast yet, what are you waiting for? Exclamation points. You won't regret it. P.S. He also asks his followers on social media what questions he should ask certain people he has on the podcast. And he actually looks at them because he recently used mine. Give him a follow on social media as well. So Ryan Evers, thank you so much. I appreciate the review. I appreciate you listening to every single episode. That's 455 episodes now. You are a true fan of the School of Greatness, and it means the world to me. If you guys have not left a review and you want a chance to be the review of the week where I announce you on the podcast, then make sure to go to iTunes.com slash greatness right now and leave your review for the School of Greatness. Okay, guys, it's time to train confidence and become the leader of the pack. And without further ado, let me introduce to you the man of the hour, the one, the only, Caesar Milan. Caesar Milan. 
I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12-pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20PUREleaf. That's promo code 20PUREleaf for 20% off. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash greatness. netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. Welcome everyone to the School of Greatness podcast. I'm very excited about our guest, Cesar Milan is in the house. Thank you for thank having you me so in your much. school. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> and you have been an incredible inspiration to so many people for many years. Uh, your TV shows, uh, all the work you do to re- rehabilitate dogs and humans. And uh, I've told you before the show that I've seen you a few times around town. Yeah. It's always been fun to to watch your journey. And your story is just so incredible. You know, it, what you did to cross the border early right. in life to come here. and um, Sacrifice. Sacrifice, yes. right? And how did that process even start? Like, how did you have the vision to come here? And what was the dream always? Was I it think to- the beauty of uh, immigrants is the dream that we live in, in this, and the thirst and the hunger we grew up with, you know, and all the all the possibilities that can be created because you're in the bottom of the pack, you know? So the fact that we're in the bottom of the pack, it allows us to dream to be in the middle of the pack or the front of the pack, you know? So I think it's a blessing for, for us to, to master having no money and having all the possibilities that you can think of because you become a dreamer. You know, you become a dreamer. It's when you have everything, the dreams, you know, you stop dreaming. And, and that, that the whole essence of life goes away or you don't get to taste, you don't get to be there for others. You know, so it's, it, it, you go back into a very instinctual self, water, food, shelter, you know, and, and, and helping the family. And that is the basics of life, if you think about it. So we get to, by, by having this low income um, mm. exposure, we get to maintain our instincts and our love for the family. Mm. And what was the dream for you then? But the dream for me has always been to make sure that uh, that I, I support my parents at one point. You know, that's definitely the focus. Um, I I never thought about me first. It was always about the pack first. And so I, I needed to find out something that I really love. And I wanted to do something that I truly love. I didn't want to work in a place that I hate. You know, because then I, I value energy so much that I want to be very effective, not just by being a good worker, but also providing the right energy for the rest of the team. Yeah. Did you always see yourself as a natural leader, or is that a, a skill that you've developed? I think my mom would say yes. <laughs> you know, I think my mom would say I, I was always uh, breaking the rules, the boundaries, the limitations, mm-hmm. you know, and she always say, you know, you have to master the rules before you break the rules. And so you have to be a great follower before you become a leader. So you hear those things when you're little and you say, okay, but you don't understand mm. why you're breaking it, you know, you're, and, and so then you realize uh, that, that you're breaking it because you, you were born to lead, 
and there's nothing you can do about it. It's just you're born to lead. That's the beauty of America. America immediately honed in the that, and that kid has that skill. But we don't have that in a third world country. We don't have places mm -hmm. where they can redirect that energy. So often what happens is they suppress that ability. You know, really, so that, the talents, the gifts that you have? That's right. Really? Yeah, so because you have like, to follow. You have to follow. You have to follow, follow, follow. And so then it's, no, you, you know, they're constantly telling you what you're doing wrong versus what you're doing right. Really? Yeah. So that was your entire life until you came here or? Well, yeah, that is, uh, I mean, I had a really, my, my, I, the way I grew up was awesome. You know, I was, I was more important, but with a, with a very wealthy family in a way where grandfather, grandmother, father, mother, aunts, and everybody raised me. So I, I'm, I'm one of those, uh, uh, back in the days ways where it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah, I yeah. grew up that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that for me is a lot of wealth because now I see it. The, most of the kids in America are raised by the nanny. Right, so there is it's, it's a wonderful person, but it's not blood, right? Mm -hmm. It's not it's not the same um, religious belief, political beliefs, or economical beliefs, or moral beliefs. You know? So they take care of the kid, but they don't enrich when you know their their soul. Uh, so I, I grew up that way, and and so because I was I I I, w I became the third generation where we went from the farm to the city. You know, it was my grandfather who died 105. My dad is 83, super, super young. And now I'm the 47-year-old, uh, third generation, you know, uh, that follows this way of being. So because they exposed me to, uh, to the city lifestyle, it gave me that opportunity of like, oh, so it's more than just dirt. <laughs> you know right, right. Yeah, yeah. So here you guys Fields, have television yeah. and you yeah. have fans. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have showers and you have toilets. And so you have all this... Uh, evolution you know thing that they, 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 so that that's when i started going um i started working actually i became uh, one of those kids that package package uh, the groceries when you go to a store for example here ralph's so i so i started i started working mm. in yeah, mexico six years of age yeah. yeah yeah that's legal over there for a kid to work at six mexico. yeah yeah that's legal yeah you have to help Wow. See, there is no uh, government help. Wow. You know what I mean? There is no like vouchers that you get right. help. <laughs> right. So everybody has to pitch in. So that leadership of, of uh, providing something in return, that's what I channel it, mm. you know, to be to be at service to the family, yeah. to make sure that I help my, my mom. And who was the most influential person for you growing up? I think it, I think it varies because uh, my mom was the the big support system, you know, the person who believed in me. So the spiritual aspect was my mom. And then the love of animals was my father. And the respect to nature was my grandfather. So I had the instinctual world, the emotional world, and the spiritual world. What I, was, I didn't have available was the intellectual world. That's something that you gain in school by books, right? But I had the three most important. You have the both. heart. I had the, the soul. soul and the heart and yeah. the instincts, mm. the survival. Right, so you have to believe in yourself, you have to love yourself, and you have to have instincts. Right, so if you have those three, you can you can survive in the streets. Which at the end of the day, I I started a business in the streets. Literally, of right? LA, yeah, 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 yeah. literally from wow. Inglewood to South Central. Amazing, man. Yeah. Um, and what was the spiritual lesson that she taught you, your mom? The most that was like the most resonated with. Well, you, you know, as a good Mexican mom, is uh, believing God is a must. It's not even mm. like you know, like let's do research about it. <laughs> you don't question that, and so it's very important because you do have to believe in in humanity. You have to believe in God. You have to believe in yourself, and so that's the spirituality behind that. You are good enough. You know, you don't require more things. You don't have. You don't need to have a certain clothes to to feel confident about things. You can just believe. And that energy is something that is very contagious, you know. Which is a lot of a lot of immigrants have that energy, you know. Like they believe they can, they can, you know, better your life or they can help you, and mm. you can feel it. Yeah. yeah. How did you develop this belief in a new country? Because you didn't speak the language that well, right? When you first came here, or? I didn't speak English at all. <laughs> you wow. know, I, I jumped the border. I had a hundred dollars, and that hundred dollars I gave it to the coyote guy, and and um, so I I come to a country they have no idea. Anything. The only thing I knew is what I wanted to do, and and and, the, and what was that? I wanted to be the best dog trainer in the world. Mm. Yeah, I wanted. Were to you be a trainer the, before then? I was a groomer. I was a groomer. I was a, a vet tech without a license. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here you have to have a license. Vet, yeah. vet tech. Over there, you're just a guy who helps dogs. You know, the kid Recovery, who helps yeah. the vet. Uh, the vet. Here you have to have a license to be a vet tech. You oh. can't just do it because you want to volunteer. 
and over there over there you can do it wow. so i i had a lot of knowledge about how to deal with dogs who are beat who the vet is going to touch certain parts and you know that those dogs are never being touched there so i was able to convince them to stay relaxed really so dogs, yes how did you convince them to stay relaxed well i grew up with cows i grew up with chickens i grew up with donkeys i grew up with goats so i convinced bigger species so to me a dog was a piece of cake you wow! Know? Yeah, so you gotta convince a cow and and the to cow relax. Has to, to relax. You have to convince a chicken How do you do to it? relax. But you start, you start. Well, we we're not in a rush. Number one, on a farm. You know mm. what I mean? All right. Yeah. You get all day. Yeah. <laughs> when they're tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you develop this. You know, very much. Take your time. Start at a distance. Mm. Move in when the cow tells you to move in, and slowly massage and go through. Then let them know. You know, visualize what you want, and the cows start trusting you. So what we develop is trust. In a vet's office, they don't have time to develop trust. They have time to they have appointments. Access, that's right. Yeah. Gotta so get it's in. Very gotta intellectual. Know. You know what mm. I mean? Which is totally a foreign world for animals. You know, they don't know you are. You have a Flip schedule. Motor, hold them down. Hold down. We have fifteen minutes, and they're like, "Hold down! I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> you want to touch me there?" You know, so so it's it's a very rush environment. The city creates uh-huh. a very rush environment, which is very detrimental for animals because mm. animals love to you know uh, stop and smell the roses. So how do you create trust with an animal in a moment if you only have a little bit of time, but you're, well, not, you're not on the farm? Well, it depends how how bad the animal feels, you know, because when the dog is. Everything is about intensity, zero, five, ten. So if a dog is at a level ten of fear, you'd need a little bit more than fifteen minutes. You know, what right? I mean? And the owners have to understand how how big of a role they play before they bring a dog to the vet. And a lot of times, people don't bring the dog to the vet just to visit the vet. They just bring it because it's a is is a the, an, an emergency situation. Situation. Right. So you have to make sure that you bring the dog to the vet, so the dog associates the vet with a happy place or or place where before he before it's needed yes, to be there. Yes. Come in, have it, yes. give it a treat, hang out. Especially if the dog it. is afraid of the place, you know. So the dog is going to anticipate. You know, I'm afraid. Nobody really pays attention to that, and they still touch me. Mm. You know. Yeah. So if 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 the owner actually understands by bringing the dog and make this positive association, the dog will learn to relax. And nobody takes the time, you know, nobody takes the time unless it's for themselves. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So your dream was to be the best uh, trainer in the world. Dog trainer in the world. And when you moved to San Diego originally, correct? Or Well, that was the first step. I, you know, step? I never heard San Diego before. What I wanted to go <laughs> was about Disneyland or Hollywood because that's where uh, Renting Teen and Lassie were from. Right. Yeah, so I grew up watching a show, like, you know, and when I moved to the city and TV was available, I started watching Lassie and Renting Teen. And that's when I was fascinated about the mm. dogs on TV. And, and I said, well, when I grew up, I'm going to go to America and learn from the best, you know, because every movie we watch for American people, they're heroes, right? right? right. So, and then the dogs are, is, is, they're doing this amazing thing. I didn't know they were trained. You just thought they were like I just thought that you, know, if you said, Lassie, go get the fireman. Lassie understood fireman versus police officer. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> they just specifically go get yeah, you the yeah. fireman. So that, that's, the, that's the naiveness side of mm. me, which it actually helped me a lot because through that naiveness, I actually believed it and I came here and I realized that it wasn't mm. real. It was, it was a TV show. You know, but thanks to that, I, I got saw, you here. Thanks. Yeah, it got me here and I and start and I started seeing how people relate to dogs. Right. Right. Why? Why people are being pulled by dogs in the street? Why people when you knock on the door, uh, the dogs start barking and, and, yeah, and the person, hold on, let me put the dog in the bathroom. So all this chaos and we don't have chaos. Dogs mm. in Mexico are skinny, but they don't have psychological problems. It's true. Whenever I'm in New Mexico, yeah. they're just like trotting around. Yeah, like, see. Dogs in America are chunky and I get to have a TV show. So dogs, <laughs> right? So dogs who are actually look, you know, from the outside, mm-hmm. uh, extremely well fed and they have beds and, you know, a lot, of, a lot of dogs inherit money. They have birthday parties and things like that. <laughs> they're not bad. Those are my clients. Yeah. The dogs that have all this wealth are my clients. Mm. And the skinny dogs in Mexico, they don't need me. They just need food. That's it. Otherwise, they, they know how to do, they know they're how to survive. Either. Yeah, because they, they are using their own natural talent to survive. And that's greatness to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. And so what did you start doing when you were here? You started finding people to work with or started finding no, dogs no, to work no. with? No, no, no. What did you start doing as an immigrant? As you start sweeping floors, you start watching cars, you start watching dishes. You know, those are your two-go places. Yeah. And how, and how long was that for? Oh, about, about a month, two months. Yeah. 
you know, and, and that's when I find out about the 99 cents hot dogs mm. at 7-Eleven and AM, PM. Mm. Two hot dogs for 99 cents. That's a deal, dude. That's a deal. Because you just have to make $1 a day. That's it. And it's easy for me because, you know, I'm a hassler. So I'm going to make a dollar. <laughs> no problem. You're fed no every day. Problem. I'm going to eat. In America, I'm going to eat. Wow. And then you invest a dollar and 69 cents or, or something like that, and you get the big gulp. Would you do refill? I never heard free refills, right? Freaking refill in my life. <laughs> yeah. So you just buy it once, and then you go back as many times you want. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it was mind blowing. Wow. I invested once, and I get sort of my the rest of my life. <laughs> no <laughs> wonder all deal. the people in the street had a, a little <laughs> big gulps. Uh, yeah, big gulps everywhere. Yeah, that's funny. And what about the first kind of opportunity with dogs, where you finally got to? Either make a little money or you got to see a little opportunity. I made a lot of money. I made a lot of money because remember, I was making a dollar to five dollars a day. Mm -hmm. And so I stopped in this place, uh, a grooming salon, and I learned my first sentence in English Do you have application for work? This is here in LA. No, no. We're still in San Diego. Okay, gotcha. So that was my first opportunity. So I, you know, I'm walking around because you never get uh, to work in the same place you work a day before because you're illegal, mm. right? So mm. yeah, they don't want to get in trouble, and it's always an empty, an empty space. You know, the people are, didn't show up or things like that. So uh-huh. the, the bottom of the pack work jobs, uh, they're always available because they pay so little. You uh-huh. know, what I mean? so yeah. people just quit, and so for us, it's, it's a perfect opportunity. So and then I start, you know, start moving along in San Diego and Chula Vista. Actually, mm-hmm. I uh, and and I I, I stop by this grooming salon and I say I'm going to practice the application for work. And I, you know, I know dogs, so I went in there. Two uh, Caucasian ladies were in the front, and I said, "Do you have application for work?" Older ladies, and and they start speaking to me in English, and, and you see me like. I have no idea what the hell uh, I just learned that sentence, ma'am. <laughs> but they brought me in the back. They had a cocker spaniel. Mm. And, 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 and uh, when they moved to the dog, to the cocker spaniel, the cocker spaniel launched on them, right? And I said, huh, I see why the dog is launching on them. They're moving too fast. And, and so, I, so I went in there and, I, you know, very Charlie Chaplin. You know, it's all very mm. hand signals and energy. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Un momento. Yeah. Por favor. <laughs> That's right. Corona. Everybody, <laughs> everybody understand that word. Uh, so I went in and grabbed the dog and I started grooming the dog and the ladies were in shock. The, the, you know, this strange guy, new guy, you know. Had the guy touch. from the street was able to convince this dog. So, <laughs> so that day I made $60. Because in grooming, they pay 50% of profit. Wow. You know, which I, and I remember that I gave him $50 back and I said, I can't take this too much money, right? Because I, I thought that I was only going to get that job for that day. Right. And I felt that I was getting overpaid, right? $60, and I just spent like an hour and a half and something. And, and uh, so I and said, no, 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 you have to keep it. This is what you earn, Right. And so in my head is, why do I wow. want so many hot dogs? That's just so many <laughs> hot dogs. I just want my two hot dogs a day. Yeah. And so the ladies uh, asked me to come back the next day. Mm. And that's where I, I stayed there permanently for a while. And they let me take a shower. That's when I, f- I took my first shower in the United States on a bathtub. Wow. Yeah, I, I was sleeping under a freeway, so I was homeless. They find out that I was homeless, and they let me sleep inside their 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 pet shop. Wow. So I gained their trust. The point is, I gained their trust, and they yeah. don't know who I was, right? So it's something they felt about me. They they felt they they can trust me with their keys. Wow. And so from there, I made a thousand dollars by working every single day. A thousand dollars a day? No, not a no. day. Throughout the, throughout the, like oh, three gotcha. weeks. Oh, gotcha. Wow. Yeah, throughout three weeks. That's pretty good. As my dad wasn't, didn't make $1,000 in a year. Wow. Yeah, I'm making $1,000. It's like, that's a lot of money. So do you remember Miller Opus or You're Too Young? You're Too Young. So, familiar. so it's like TJ Maxx and Marshalls, right? So it's the equivalent of that. And Miller Opus was mm. the place where you can buy Levi's. Mm. And I always wanted an original Levi's, right? So that's, that's was the first thing I mm. got. Uh, because I always had the hand-me-downs from my cousins and all yeah. of that stuff. And, and so I got my first Levi's and my first shirt. Uh, that, that's what I did with my $1,000. And then wow. I saved the money because I knew that I needed to go through San Clemente, you know, because uh, it's another immigration point, and you can only pass it through, through a bus. Mm. But you, can, you can't. So you, that's when you get to, it's very important to know people in the street because they are the lookouts. Yeah. Right? And then they tell you when their immigration is not stopping buses. Mm-hmm. So that's the day that I took the Greyhound and moved to LA. I, I arrived at the uh, uh, this place where all the uh, uh, people were uh, high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, downtown LA. There, yeah, sure. there's a, what do they call it? What does they call it? Uh, the place where all these people are. 
Skid Road. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. That's when I find out Skid Row plays. And, and you know, I'm, I didn't know what they were. Right. I never seen addicts on the streets. I never, never in my life I've seen, I seen addicts. And uh, I see people selling things in Mexico, right? You, you see people selling, right, but you right. never seen like an attic. And, uh, and these people were camping. You know, camping, right. it smells bad. And yeah. So I'm walking in the middle and said, oh, I guess this is LA. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I move out of there. I, uh, the next day I got the yellow pages and I called uh, a shelter because I wanted to start, you know, I wanted to start working. Dog with shelter. Dog shelter. Yep. Yeah, dog shelter. I wanted to start working. And I got a job as a kennel boy, a kennel person. Uh-huh. I was 21 at that time. So. Sure. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included but you don't take yada yada in life so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too. in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Still wow. Okay. And so you're working with dogs there? No. I was no? I was cleaning kennels. Oh, you <laughs> were working with the poop. dogs. No. Oh, wow. Because I'm an immigrant. You know, so, sure. so I'm an immigrant. I don't speak English. Right. And uh, so there is no evaluation of me as a person. It yeah. was it's, it's more an evaluation of me as a perception. Mm-hmm. So he can only clean kennels. But then I started working with dogs and I started right. gaining a reputation, you know, because the dogs behave different from me. Just like they did on the grooming salon. Yeah. And that's where I started creating my own clientele. Really? Yeah. That's why I moved to Inglewood. So one of my one of the one of the guys there said, "You know what? You're you're good. You're good with dogs. Come and do it uh, in my house, and you can start working with the people around Inglewood." Uh-huh. That's how it happened. Wow! And so you started working with the people at this one house, or and then it started to evolve from there. Or yeah, he gave me a, a place to live. Really? You know, he gave me a place to live, and, and uh, his name was Ross. A Mexican Jewish guy, <laughs> yeah, weird, right? <laughs> but uh, that's the first Mexican Jewish guy I ever met in my life. His name was Ross, and a cool guy. He had a dog named Psych, as Rottweiler. Huh. So I became his dog, you know, um, trainer, trainer, and and keeper, and, keeper and, and, yeah. and all of that stuff. And he gave me a an apartment in the back of his house. So just to yeah, so keep I just have to pay three hundred dollars a month, you know. But that's the first time I started actually paying for for an apartment. So it was it was it was all. Uh, unusual for me and shocked but i managed to make it happen mm-hmm. and when did you realize that like this could be something like a big business for you or this could be something that could be your life's work that is paying more than you know 50 bucks a day or whatever it was at the time but really making a movement around it the way you have yeah the movement came later uh, the the awareness of um, i can uh, provide a different service 
than what the people in America are used to. Because everybody in America goes for a vet, uh, a groomer, a dog trainer, right? And uh, especially in LA, dog walkers were not so popular. Like dog walkers are popular in New York, or dog walkers mm -hmm. are popular in Buenos Aires, Argentina, right? Yeah. So over there, people are, dog walkers are popular, but in LA, they were not as popular. So I started doing dog walking services, $10 per dog, <laughs> super cheap, Yeah. right? And so I, I will do 30 dogs, 40 dogs. <laughs> yeah, so I make good money. <laughs> I charge low, at a time? But, I, but, but in quantity. Yeah, at a time. 30 dogs at one time walking. Which that exactly. 30 that, leashes. Not all of them. Many wow. of them were off leash. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that was the, uh, that's when they started saying that I was crazy. Because he's this Mexican guy who can walk a pack of Rottweilers. Off leash. Off leash. Who usually need a leash. But dogs don't need a leash. Right. Well, with their owners, they need yeah, a leash. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. But in reality, dogs wow. don't need a leash. So that actually became the reputation that I built, you know, but it was, it was between this crazy guy and this, I don't know what he's doing kind mm. of thing, you know. Mm. But the good thing is I was in the hood and you can break a lot of rules in the right, hood. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if I do it in Beverly Hills, around and come out, yeah. <laughs> it would be like terrorists, wow. right? So here, would so in the hood, it was like this Mexican guy walking with a pack of dogs and he's crazy. You know, but but then but I started working with the dogs in the you know from back then the uh, the Great Western Forum was was in Inglewood. So then all the uh, the Lakers would send the assistants to find out about this really? about this guy that people talk about. So you know you develop a reputation. Of course, you develop this legend thinky uh -huh. in the streets. You know that's mythical you, Mexican. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's a good nickname Crazy for you. That. The mythical Mexican. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah. So that's that's how I started, you wow. know. And, and so I was I used to work from Inglewood to South Central. Then I, you know, I, Andre, my first son, came into uh, into my life, and then I was I need to be a dad. So um, so I would bring him and you know with me, and the people would see the this guy with a kid and the dogs. And then Calvin came around, and then by that time Andre was already using the bike. So mm. then I was pushing the stroller. That's when I started using rollerblades. Uh huh. So I would push the stroller. Right, and uh, and so I have my two boys. One is in a bike. The other one is in a stroller with a pack of Rottweilers and Pitbulls and German Shepherds. That wow. was their life, by the way. That was they my boy's life. That, yeah. They grew up with a pack of sixty-five. Holy cow! Yeah. I grew up with eight. They grew up with sixty-five. Wow! Because the dad was rescuing dogs and rehabilitating dogs, so that became my job. You know, that's when I say, okay, I'm going to train people and rehabilitate dogs. I'm not going to train dogs. So that that was an opportunity. That was uh, an empty space that nobody was actually aiming mm -hmm. for. Everybody wanted to train dogs. And I said, why would you train a dog when the humans are the one that causing the problem? Right, because you could train the dog, but then the human is going to keep causing the problem, right? That's right, because the human hasn't changed. So right. when, when, you, when, you, when, you, um, when you choose to train dogs, the dog normally goes to a school, right? And with someone dog, else training. So yeah. it's, it's living with somebody else, and the dog gets used to, to the handler. But doesn't mean the dog transferred that experience into your house. Right, because the dogs don't rationalize. So if mm -hmm. you send the kids to school, yeah, the kid is gonna the kid is gonna come up with the knowledge he can teach you as a parent, right? But a dog is not gonna come and say, "Hold on, you're holding the leash wrong." Right. <laughs> you're not saying the command right. You know yeah. what I mean? You're you're losing your patience. The dog is not gonna give you that feedback. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people were just pretty much uh, uh, not wasting, but in a way not really gaining the investment that they were making. Yeah because they were not growing themselves. So I said, let, let me save you some money, let me teach you, and then we work, work with the dog. So the approach was a lot more, more, much different. And what's the mindset that either you go into, maybe it's just so naked, second nature for you now, you don't even have to like go into it with the mindset, but what should be the mindset of an individual going into, let's just do a simple task of walking their dog. Should they think a certain way or act a certain way where preparing Actually, the to best, go? Actually, the less you think, the, the more effective you are because you're, you're not uh, thinking can also make you question yourself mm. or you can waste one second in the animal world. One second is a lot. So it's actually about being. Being versus thinking. So w how should I be? You should, you should calm your emotions and only think what you want to accomplish. Right? So that's why I say calm and assertive. So it's calm and confident. So when you're thinking, you're hesitating. Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're thinking too much, too long. And the animal says, you don't know what to do. Mm, doesn't trust yeah. you. No, right. because no, it's not that he doesn't trust you. It's just they, they don't really know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're thinking, but they don't know you're thinking. What they know is you're not, you're not com coming out with the conclusion or with the direction. No certainty. No certainty, you know, and no leadership. And leadership is protection and direction. 
And that direction have to be given at the moment it's needed. It's not until you're ready. It's when it's needed. That's a big job to be a leader. You know, it's, it's, it's for the survival of your family. And this family is a dog. And he functions based out of, of instincts. No thinking. They, they, don't, they don't debate things. They just fix things in the moment. Yeah. So it's all about your way of being, your energy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that simple, by the way. It's that simple. We are the only species that follow unstable pack leaders. Animals, it's impossible for them to follow instability. Impossible. They don't follow instability because instability leads them nowhere. So they'll do their own thing or they'll... Or they take over their relationship. Right, right. So in, in my case, you know, uh, in my case, you can clearly see how the dog is in control of their lives. So outside, we were talking to a gentleman that you introduced me and mm-hmm. he said, my dog loved, loved for me to drag him. <laughs> That's his perception. Right, right. Why would a dog would like to be dragged? Right, you know, and then he come out with a, oh, he's doing sit-ups. That's what he's, <laughs> he's strengthening his core. <laughs> it was all very intellectual, you know what I mean? It made no sense in the animal world. Yes, but in his mind, made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. What if someone feels like you know? I feel like I'm certain, I'm confident, I'm leading, and I'm you know poised and graceful, but it's still like feels like I'm dragging in some My sense. My friend, animals don't lie, so yeah. you can think that you are. Doesn't mean you are. Yes. If you come from ego, selfishness, and envy, you're not going to be very clear about how you feel. So a lot of times people come from ego saying, I am confident. But it's ego talking for you versus just being clear about it. Yeah, so that's why a dog is a perfect teacher of how you truly feel. They don't know how to lie. Only humans lie. They have no idea how to lie. They're the most honest man, uh, friend you will ever have. Wow. So yeah. how, do we, how do we train uh, confidence in human beings? Or well, first, before you train, the ego. before you train, awareness needs to rise. You know, without, without awareness, there is no possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. And then through that awareness, then the human takes responsibility. Then once the human takes responsibility, then you enter into surrender. That's when you can teach. Hmm. You can't teach a mind that thing knows everything. That's you can, a fact. You can. So, so fight, flight, avoid, and surrender. You can only teach the mind to surrender. The mind that fights, flight, and avoid, you can. Wow. Yeah, you, you can. So once they surrender, they're aware. Once you surrender, uh-huh. what happens is you open up. That means you're willing to follow. Follow what? Direction. What direction? Yoga, meditation, math, whatever you want. Whatever you want. Because mm. now you open your mind to absorb information. Once you absorb it, then you have to feel it. Once you feel it, you're clear. Then you execute feeling and thought. You can do things without the feeling. It's not going to look good. Right. Yeah. Dancer is a perfect example. Right? They have to feel the music before they execute the act. Mm. Yeah. Singers. You know when a singer is nervous. They can sing. They can think they're singing. <laughs> but you know when it feels good. Yeah. It's a feeling. Yeah. Kinda it's an gives art. It goosebumps, right? Huh? Kind of gives you goosebumps when you feel it. When you see it, connects it, you know, you. it yeah. connects you to it. You know, it touches something deeply inside of you. You know, the soul, the heart, the the, bo- the body, and then the mind. The mind is a flesh; it's the last thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And the mind is a second thing, but really, the deep side of you is the is the is the soul, the spirit, and the heart. With passion lives. That is really what we have to always connect. Yeah. And everything else is, you know, secondary powerful what's the thing that you feel like you get to train yourself on or that you get to continue to open up and surrender to is there anything i think how people view things around the world you know my show is in 120 countries and every country has its own perception of words Mm. uh, his own perception of how to be with dogs you know Mm. and and ego gets in the way and a lot and it's how how can i influence how can i practice patience how can i practice calmness and Stay confident with the message because I know I can create world transformation. That's my goal. My goal is not to train people anymore. It's my goal to transform the world to at least practice something so simple with a dog, right? So to remove chaos between human and dog. That's my goal, right? Mm. And it's possible because a dog is willing to go there. Yeah. Yeah, it's willing. A dog wants to live a joyful, harmonious, happy life. That's it. That's, he doesn't care about wealth. He lives with homeless people. Right. He doesn't care if you're perfect. He lives with handicapped people. You understand? So mm-hmm. most of the time, people 
can't accept the fact that they don't have enough money, so they postpone happiness. Or they don't feel good enough. That means I have to work on my appearance. I don't accept myself as who I am. So they're not happy with themselves. They're, therefore, they don't love themselves. And that, that becomes shameful. So often humans live in this shameful way of being where a dog knows that you feel bad about yourself. So how can he follow that energy? How can mm. he feel comfortable with that energy? How can he find no hostility in that energy where you're being hostile to you? So the dog, when he expresses aggression, is because it's directly from the human who he lives with. See, aggression is not the problem. It's the outcome of a problem. Right. And a dog doesn't know how to lie. So he's going to express himself. Not with, a, with the intentions to hurt people. That's why I don't think we have problems with pit bulls or aggression. It's, that is, the dog is the only one who's being honest to how he feels and who he lives with. So it's reflection. It's time for reflection. It's time for us to reset, take the time, breathe, relax, and really step back. Become a, fo a, a follower or a listener or a student. So that's what the new book is about, the lessons from the pack. What can you learn from a dog? Right? But if a, if a human ego is, is, too, is too much in front, they're going to say, what can I learn from a dog? <laughs> Life. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> what about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about that? Wow. What about if I'm not selfish? Well, and then you have a loving relationship because in order for you to have a loving relationship, you have to take in consideration the other person's needs and wants. Yeah. When you're selfish, it's all about you. So unconsciously, my clients... I live in a very selfish way of being, so they focus on fulfilling their needs first and foremost, unconsciously, mm -hmm. unconsciously. You know, because they say, "Well, I want my dog to be my baby. I want my dog to be my accessory. I want a dog to be my companion. I want a dog." It's I, 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 I. Right? It's, it's what can I do? Which a dog always, always comes with this that, that disposition. How can I help you? Mm -hmm. Right? A dog is always there for the pack, and human is actually more for self nowadays. Yes. So the human is actually acting more like a cat than a dog. <laughs> yeah. Even though humankind loves dogs more than cats. I do love cats, though. No, no. But dogs. I'm saying yeah, it's more general, people. Yeah, course, it's more yeah. people. They they actually are more dog people than cat people. And cat people don't really hang around. Right. So there's no cat <laughs> You can't go here. <laughs> so you guys are very limited yes. on the uh, social explosion. Yes, yes. Exploration or in cat cafes. You can't bring a cat in a cafe. <laughs> you know. What I mean? So so the cat behavior. It's a it's it's a very um, self, mm -hmm. you know. It's, it's away from, right? But the cat is is programmed that way. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the cat. I'm saying the cat is programmed that way. Mm -hmm. That's why it's easier to uh, to live with a cat because it's yeah. more independent, right. right? That's the word they always <laughs> use with the cat. It's just the cat doesn't really have that in, innate necessity mm. to be with someone right. versus a horse, a goat, a pig, a chicken. Uh, an elephant, a dog, that that's a human, that species requires another mm -hmm. something to be with. And mm -hmm. if you don't like humans, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna gravitate to some to another species. That's when people become hoarders. Mm -hmm. They hate humans. Right, right. Right? But they end up having cats or dogs, which is not healthy either. Yeah. Crazy. What's the biggest lesson you learned from uh one of the dogs you've been with? Oh my goodness! Biggest lesson about life, or yourself. I, I don't. It's, it, the thing is, when you are uh, depends on what stage of life you are, right? I mean, when I was an uh, adolescent and my move from the from the ranch to the city, uh, um, I was bullied because I was the uh, kid mm -hmm. that was followed by dogs. And over in Mexico, really? it wasn't very popular to be followed by dogs. In America, you get to be called the dog whisperer. In Mexico, <laughs> yeah. you get to be called el perrero, which is actually a negative thing. Mm. You know, and so as depend where you are at what time, to say that a dog can only teach you one thing is is too limited to the profound experiences right. of life. Right. You know, when I became a father, you know, I didn't know how to raise them, but they do. They knew. I I knew how to raise dogs. I just didn't never raise humans. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so uh, when I got divorced, I didn't I didn't know how to take a, a an information that I wasn't I wasn't aware of. You know, when, when, when the kids separated from me in the moment of the divorce, I didn't know how to take that either. So there's so many uncertainty moments in my life that you really need some, some wise person or, in this case, for me, a dog. You know, wanted to commit suicide. 
uh, how do I take that? Why I feel like a failure? Why I want to take away mm. uh, myself away from this earth? Why? Why is that all those feelings? And who was there every single time? A dog. But it depends, you know. It depends what have I learned. It depends when what stage of my life you get me. You know, the good news is I'm. Is I always have a dog near me. Thanks God. <laughs> you know what I mean. I I went to the White House because of dog. I met Oprah because of dog. I'm here because of a dog. You know, I raised my kids. My kids have a TV show because of dog. My parents in Mexico are fine because of dog. So I'm the first human that owes everything to a dog. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. Let's talk about the, uh, we only have a few minutes, but let's talk about the lesson that you learned going through a divorce. What was the biggest lesson about dogs you learned then? Um, to accept, you know, accept things that you are not in control of. Mm. Uh, the acceptance part, you know, it was, uh, and to really go through that, it's, it's almost like you're going on a roller coaster. At least for me, it felt like I was going down, 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 down. Really? Yes, it's just. Well, your career was going up, 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 right? Yeah, my career. My career. Which personal relationship was going my down? My personal relationship was going down and my career was going up, mm. you know? So I, I got to be disconnected uh, at once. And um, so not to be in tune or aware of mm. when that was happening. And, um, you know, that's. And I realized that sometimes um, humans are not compatible. We were not compatible from the beginning. We tried to make it work for the boys, but we were not compatible. She was actually a cat person. Oh. She was not a dog person. And you married the dog person? <laughs> <laughs> that was not really good. <laughs> so that was not good. But, it, it, you know, um, it was, it was like, that's when compatibility to mm. me became so real. Mm. I always knew compatibility with dogs. I always get the right dog for me. Like, I, really? I can have 30, 40, 50, 100. And, and I, I, I always get the, the energy that is compatible to what I like. I love all dogs, but a, a certain energy is going to be easier for me to deal with. Yeah, you know, and and, and for them and for them vice versa. But that's that's when I realized that compatibility has to be have to play a big role in who I'm going to share my life with in a mm. human form. Mm-hmm. You know, and understand, you know, the 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 uh, the psychology of women is completely different, and their goals and their needs and everything else. Uh, how? <laughs> I don't know where I should go here, but compared to dogs, how is the psychology of women compared to that? Well, the needs, the needs, you know, is, mm-hmm. uh, is, 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 uh, dogs are instinctual. Women are emotional, right? And so you have to uh, surrender to that. Mm-hmm. They're not wrong for it. They're just that way. 
Yeah. Right? And so you have to take in consideration that when emotions are surfacing, they're going to have a long-time conversation. Right? And you have to be in that follower state. <laughs> you have to be in a listening state. Patient. Yeah. And you can't say 30 minutes of that. <laughs> so you can't put time. So. It could be hours. It could be days. It, it is what it is, my yeah, friend. Yeah. So, 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 so the best thing to I've do. So the best thing to do is to really be in love with the person you're about to sit down. Because the love is what feeds the mm. patience. Yeah. You see it? So if you're not in love, it's going to be very hard. So you're going to come out with your set of rules, boundaries, and limitations, mm -hmm. which you're not going to allow them to express themselves the way they want to. So they're not going to feel validated mm -hmm. or, or uh, taken consideration. Yeah. So they're going to say, it's always your needs. So it's like, no, no, I give you 30 minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so that's, that's right, actually right. very, very important that I learned through that, uh -huh. you know, um, as, which I knew how to do it with dogs. But not with humans? No, no. Really? I've never been married. That was my first marriage. Wow. You know, my first marriage, my first, uh, in, a, in my culture, we don't talk about women's psychology, hmm. you know? So we immediately go into training instead of fulfilling, which is a big, bad step because what I teach the people is about fulfilling the needs of a dog before you score to train a dog. So then I started learning all the parallels that, that I was doing, breaking the rules or, or the nature of a woman. I always said, never work against mother nature. And that applies to the nature of a woman. So I learned a lot in that marriage, you know? And so now in my new, my new relationship, I'm a really good student. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I have the patience of a saint. <laughs> that's great. And how are you managing um, your career at the time of this, you know, emotional stress and disconnection? How were you able to stay focused and was it affecting it or... Uh, in the beginning, I didn't manage my career. It was managed by somebody else. So uh -huh. I went into a, a lawsuit and... Uh, I was not in control of my, uh, mm. you know, intellectual uh, 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 things, you know, mm. um, and so it, it, so I realized that, so that's the beautiful part about, you know, uh, the, what I went through that I realized that I was not really leading that side of my life. Yeah. I was pretty much a follower and employee, <laughs> right, right, right. You know, which I, then I find out that a lot of, I, I got a lot of guys in Hollywood go through it, you know, mm. they don't really own yeah. the intellectual property. Yeah. And so that was a great thing. And uh, from that point on, I learned, okay, so I have to pretty much. I understand that I have to lead that world as well, you know, in order for the for for me not to have that experience again. And so I went back. I went all the way to back bankruptcy. I already knew how wow. to be without money, right? So it wasn't a big deal for me. That and the that show really was already the show was taken off at the time. And these, yeah, yeah, everything was gone. It's just wow. I have no money. Wow, <laughs> you know what I mean? I have <laughs> zero money. I have this uh, popularity, mm. and I have this Awareness, relationship, you know, with the yeah. networks, but. But when it came to money, working for so many years, I had zero. So I went back. I went back to my old self. So it was like slap in the face from 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 life, and like snap out of it, and you know, and understand that you have to also lead this side of life. So I took it that way. I took it in a very optimistic, very uh, you know, positive way, and I didn't really dwell on that one. You know, for me, like bankruptcy wasn't a big deal. Money is not a big deal for me, even though I make good money. Uh, what what's for me, it's about the goal in life I have, the mission. You know, money is a byproduct. Money follows. I don't follow money. So for me, that, was, that wasn't so much me. It's about the pack, the family, the well-being, and all of that. That's, that's why I have such a hard mm -hmm. time dealing with because I was doing everything by the book. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I was a good follower. I was a good team member. You know, I, I, I work hard. You know, I had great positive energy, but then this thing happened and it needed to happen now i'm the it's just the greatest thing that happened to me wow you know, great, great greatest thing to happen you to learned me. a lot through the adversity you learned a i lot. can help a lot of guys yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. in order for you to help you actually have to be there mm -hmm. you can't just talk based because you read a book and you went to school if you go through there that is the best school in the world because yeah. you can empathize with the person i have so many questions when i have to ask you afterwards <laughs> uh i have three final questions is that okay okay three final questions uh, and before I ask them, I want to make sure everyone gets the book. It's called Lessons from the Pack, Stories of the Dogs Who Changed... My life. My life, your life. And you also have a new show out, right? Dog Nation. Coming out, Dog Nation. Yes. And, and what is different about this show from... Everything. Everything, everything. Number one, I'm bringing my 22-year-old son on the road. As a father, I want to make sure that they continue being a service to the world. You know, what we do here is, mm. is a, it's a job that changes people's life, you know, just by sometimes listening. 
sometimes supporting, sometimes, you know, bringing different uh, points of views. And at the same time, we have a beautiful platform that can help a lot of organizations who are doing great things in our communities already, mm. you know. And so I want him to have that humanitarian side. Of course, I want to make sure that I honor what people have got to know me, which is coming to people's home and changing their life because Caesar came to my house yes. and I helped them. And then I do live demonstrations in the show where you see in real time transformations, where you can take you know, tips home with it because you're seeing this transformation live. Mm. Okay, so you have the three elements that I have done all my life, live events, in-home consultation, and always helping organizations. So Dog Nation is about that. It's about making sure that in any kind of uh, situation, you can help. Yeah. You know, so you have the fun, you have the education, and you have the heart. Mm, that's great. Yeah. And it's on Nat Geo, right? Nat Geo Wild. Nagio okay. Wild, yes. Okay, cool. Nagio focuses on humans, and Nagio Wild focuses on animals. Wild, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. Um, awesome. And where can they learn about you with all this stuff? They can get the book at your website and get it in bookstores everywhere. Well, yeah, we have a, a website called Caesarsway.com. Yeah, mm-hmm. Caesarsway.com. Would you have it's got everything on there? All the information. We have a community, you know, yeah. where uh, people can help each other, suggest each other. I think that is really what I want to convey in the world with a place where you can. Everybody who everybody can help. Just mm-hmm. suggestion. Everybody's suggestion. Sometimes a, a certain word changes different understanding. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Okay. Question number one is: What are you most grateful for in your life recently? Man, my life is so beautiful. Mm. I am grateful for this moment of being able to speak about something that I'm very passionate about. It. You know what I mean. I am grateful that my two kids are a contribution to America, are, are a contribution to the world. Uh, they are a respect for human beings, you know. Uh, they are um, practicing mm. um, a very important part in life, which is to be a good role model. Yeah. Calvin is doing the, you know, preschoolers. Andre is doing the millenniums, and I'm doing the rest of mm. uh, the humanity. I'm very grateful of that. Of course, I'm very grateful that my two parents are, are healthy, and I'm going to take him to my mom's biggest dream on, on, on the planet, which is going to Israel. Mm. I, t- I promised that when, when I was little. And I said, Mom, when I make money, I'm going to take you to Israel so you can step on the, on the land that Jesus That's said. Cool. You know, he's very Catholic. So, sure, sure. So I'm going to be the You're baddest be the son of <laughs> You know, and of course, I have, I have uh, at this point the support that I need to continue my masculine side, mm. you know, which is my fiance. She has the feminine energy that feeds my masculine self. You understand? And that for me is, is beauty. When I come home, it's just it's, it's a, it's a beautiful place where I feel that I can heal. Mm. I can, uh, I can um, re-energize, uh, re- re-energize yeah. with that feminine energy that she has. Wow. You know? And she's very, op- she's very optimistic, very positive, very sweet. Uh, very understanding, very supportive. I mean, that's a lot of great things. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, she's gorgeous, mm. right? On top of that, she cooks amazing. <laughs> on top go. of that, she cooks on heels. So there you go. <laughs> there you <laughs> so go. this is like biggest the dream for a whisper. <laughs> yeah. So that, I'm, you know, and I have a, I have great uh, partners. Mm-hmm. I have great team of people right now. Um, you know, I, I am healthy. Mm-hmm. Living the dream, man. I, I am. I'm, my spirit is really happy right now. My yeah. heart is really full. My instincts are in place, and my mind just creates so many op- opportunities. Mm. So I am fulfilling my four worlds, you know? So that to me is, is, is huge. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. That's glad to hear that. Question number two is, uh, this is the last day for you many years from now. Many, many years from now, you've achieved everything that you set out to do. You've done TV shows and everyone's seen your shows. You've re- rehabilitated every human and trained every dog. Everyone, you know, everything you've ever wanted to do, you've done it. Right? So that's like a imagination? No, this is like reality. Real, yeah, this is like okay. you've done everything you want to do many years from now. Okay. Oh, yeah, all right. Many okay. 50, I 70, 80, China, whatever you wanted okay. to do. Yeah, you've done it. Yeah. But it's the last day, finally. Yeah. yeah. Right? And um, all your friends and family are there. Yeah. It's a beautiful- I'm going to die? Yeah, it's your last okay, day on okay, earth. Okay. It's your last day on earth. Awesome. But it's a long ways away. Yeah, yeah, right, that's right? fine. And uh, <laughs> you've, everything you've ever created, every TV show, book, everything you've got out there, whatever reason, right. it erased. Erased. It's gone. 
Okay. So people don't have access to the information you've created. All right. And you have a piece of paper and a pen. Yeah. And you get to write down three truths. The three things you know to be true okay. about your entire experience in life, whether it be lessons or views on things. Yeah. But the three things that is the only thing that people would have to remember you by yeah. is your information. So what would your three truths be? Never work against Mother Nature. Live in the moment and fulfill the needs of others. That's it. Simple. Those are beautiful. Yeah. Those are beautiful. Well, before I ask the third question, I want to take a moment to acknowledge you, Caesar, for your incredible heart. Thank You've you. got such a gift of love, support, generosity, and grace. I think you're an incredibly masculine man, but you have such grace in that masculinity. And I think that's what attracts so many people to you. I've been attracted to your work for years. I told you before, I've been trying, mm -hmm. to, I've been trying to get you to interview you for over two years. Wow. And uh, finally, was able to make it happen. But your ability to heal humans and animals, I think, is such a beautiful gift. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to acknowledge you for that. Well, thank you, my friend. And the, the third and final question is, what's your definition of greatness? Definition of greatness, calm, to be calm and enjoy the moment. That's a great thing to do, greatness. Confidence, whatever you put in your mind, mm. you, you can accomplish it. Patience, celebration of accomplishing goals and having people around to love and mm. to learn to love un in unconditional yeah. and, and to, love, uh, to learn to love yourself. Mm. I think that to me is greatness. Mm. There you go. Cesar Milan. Thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate the, it. The hard work is just repetition of what you do. Yeah. So as long as you are a, a working person, you're going to work hard. So that counts, that counts with the formula. It's just that's what you're going to do. Mm. Remember, people are consistent, but they're sometimes uh, uh, consistent of doing the wrong thing. So even lazy people are consistent. Yeah. <laughs> you see it? So they work hard to be lazy. Yes. So the hard work comes along just by the fact that you're doing something every day. Yeah. You know? But it's what you put in your in your goals. What is your mission? Mm. Is it your mission to help others or is it your mission to help yourself? So if you help if your mission is to help yourself, you're not gonna go too far. If your mission is to help others, you're gonna fulfill spirit, heart, instincts and mind. Because that's when you make a bigger difference. That to me is greatness. It's just the greatness to help others. And, and for me, it has been dogs, right, to help dogs. And then through that, I help humans. And then from that, it's a roller coaster of, like, so many things I can do. I can create a great world. Why not? It's available. I love it. <laughs> hey, I'll let you keep talking if you want to keep sharing. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Thank you, Thank man. You, appreciate Susan. it. Appreciate it. Oh, guys, this one was a fun one for me. I wish I had another hour with Caesar. I wish I could get more out of him and ask him some more questions, and I'm going to bring him back on at some point because I feel like we just scratched the surface. If you loved this, if you got value out of this in any way, please let me know over on social media at Lewis Howes and tag Caesar Milan as well and share this with your friends. I reply to pretty much every tweet that I see that anyone posts out with my name and the link to this on either the show notes or on iTunes. So go ahead and tweet this out, lewishouse.com slash 455 right now. I want to hear from you. I want to connect with you. I'm going to respond to you or like it at the minimum, your tweet. Post it on Facebook. And a lot of you are tagging me in your Instagram stories and on your Instagram posts. So do that and tag me. I'm replying to 99% of people who tag me and say something. I'm going to reply or at least say thank you. So if you can, tag me everywhere, at Lewis Howes. Also, want to give a shout-out to our sponsors. Guys, if you are doing your taxes yourself, don't do it. I'm telling you, it is not worth your time. Hire someone to do it, and bench.co slash greatness is going to give you 20% off your first six months when you use them. You should be focusing on your business. You should be focusing on building relationships and using your gifts. I love you guys very much. I hope this is bringing value to your life. And even if you're in college right now, I hope you're double majoring like Ryan Evers is from the beginning of this podcast, where you're learning more insights and you're getting better lectures than any lecture you could get in college from this show. It's my mission to bring you the most inspiring information, ideas, and people on the planet to help you unlock your inner greatness. So thank you for being a part of this incredible movement where we get 
over one and a half million downloads a month. We hit over 30 million downloads recently, and it's all because of you. I love you very much. Go be the leader of the pack, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted with the finest materials for irresistible comfort every single night. Now, save up to $800 on select adjustable mattress sets only at StearnsAndFoster.com. Lesser savings may apply. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, They'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.